0: Rosa Parks, say no, no. Do the Rosa Parks, throw your hand in the air. Do the Rosa Parks, say no, no. Do the Rosa Parks, no, that's not fair. Somebody's lying, Rosa Parks. Somebody's crying, Rosa Parks. Shame the bad, comfort the good. Do the Rosa Parks just like she would. Sit down. Welcome to 10 Minutes on Democracy. That moment of democracy inspiration was acclaimed poet Nikki Giovanni reading an excerpt of her poem, The Rosa Parks, during a November 2007 poetry reading at Cumberland University in Tennessee. I'm Jason Franklin, it's Tuesday, May 18th, and moving from 2007 to today, here at One for Democracy, we're keeping our eye on four key issues this week. Struggles over the future of the Republican Party, upheaval for major conservative legacy groups, The latest struggles over the validity of the 2020 elections and the impact of the insurrection, and finally the re-emergence of perpetually contentious issues to the top of the US political agenda. So first on the list, the ongoing struggles for the future of the Republican Party. As we all know, Liz Cheney was quickly voted out of her House Republican leadership position last week. She delivered a defiant speech afterwards saying, quote, I will not sit back and watch in silence while others lead our party down a path that abandons the rule of law. She was quickly replaced by New York's Lee Stefanik, a moderate who's turned into an ardent Trump supporter. After her election as conference chair, Stefanik thanked former President Donald Trump, whom she called a critical part of our Republican team. Just days later, more than 100 Republicans, including many former elected officials, released a op-ed and series of other statements as they are working to form a third party if the Republican Party does not shift itself. And in an example of how this kind of struggle is playing out in legislation, an initially non-controversial and bipartisan proposal to authorize a billion dollars a year in grants to pay for more civics education has blown up into an ideological fight. Republican sponsors of the bill are being pressured by a drumbeat of negative articles in conservative media to drop the support for the measure which opponents claim is a quote, backdoor effort by the Biden administration to advance their socialist agenda. This is despite the fact that the federal government will not make any curriculum decisions. Critics and proponents of this work all fear that the increasing polarized dynamics of the House Republican Party conference is going to make it harder to pass anything in a bipartisan way. Not only are we seeing struggles for the Republican Party, we're also seeing this week upheavals for some of the major conservative legacy groups. The NRA, as we know, filed for bankruptcy to try to evade a legal challenge from New York regulators. A judge has rejected that strategy, said it's a blatant attempt to use bankruptcy for other purposes, so they are going to continue forward with their lawsuit in New York. Similarly, the Chamber of Commerce is facing blowback. It's tried to broaden its work and engage more with Democrats, ranging from backing Democratic freshmen who ran for office last November, to their meeting this week with Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who's making the case that they should support President Biden's $2.3 trillion infrastructure plan. For decades, the Chamber of Commerce has really been lockstep with the Republican Party, and many are trying to figure out where they go if the Chamber of Commerce becomes more bipartisan. We're also seeing ongoing struggles and debate around the validity of the 2020 elections and the impact of the insurrection. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced her uh, outlines of a bipartisan commission to investigate the events of January 6th uh, last Friday, after several months of deadlock on how to move forward with that type of investigation. While at the same time, Republicans have used those hearings to just attack the very idea of an insurrection itself. Uh, One freshman Republican was comparing the insurrection, which left five people dead, to no different than tourists going through the building. And over in Arizona, the Republican head of the Maricopa County Elections Department over the weekend called President Trump unhinged over his support for a recount of votes in the county. He said, we can't indulge in these insane lies anymore, in response to Trump's claim that the entire voter registration database had been deleted. He said, this is unhinged. I'm literally looking at our voter registration database on my other screen right now. So this continued tension and question of will the Republicans support the Trump effect or not uh, remains a key question that we're looking at. And it's been bubbling below the surface and into the public eye this week. Finally, the Biden administration is grappling this week with how to deal with the reemergence of some of the longtime most contentious issues in UX public policy. As they work to try to advance their priorities of the For the People Act and the infrastructure bill, they're having to juggle how they respond to issues of immigration, abortion, and conflict in the Middle East. On the immigration front, U.S. authorities detained almost 180,000 people along the border with Mexico last month. That's the highest number in two decades. Plans from Vice President Harris, who's leading the administration's efforts on this, are still under development, but growing pressure on the administration to respond. On a second front, yesterday, the Supreme Court, which has lurched to the right after three Trump appointments, announced it will accept a Mississippi case attempting to overturn Roe v. Wade. CBS called this a high-stakes showdown over the future of choice, involving a wave of state laws passed with the stated goal of overturning Roe. A decision is expected in summer 2022, just months before the midterm election. So this will be a defining feature in many congressional races. Finally, fighting between Israel and Hamas has entered its second week. No clear end in sight. While President Biden finally came forward expressing support for a ceasefire, progressives in Congress and nationally are pushing the Biden administration to support Palestine. Growing alarm, though, has not caused either side to pull back, despite over 50,000 Palestinians now being displaced, 1,400 injured, and over 200 killed. Questions of how this will play out in the coming days is another push on an administration trying to advance key policies at home while dealing with new things emerging across the country and around the world. So, thanks for joining us to hear a quick review of the key issues of the week struggles around the future of the Republican Party and upheavals among some of the major conservative legacy groups that have defined the Republican Party in the past, the latest struggles over the validity of the 2020 elections and the impact of the insurrection, and the reemergence of some of these perpetually contentious issues in U.S. policy. I'm Jason Franklin. It's Tuesday, May 18th, and thanks for joining 10 Minutes on Democracy.